Okay, here we go. This welcome to another edition of the Dave and Amber Show. We are like thrilled. We've got Mike Golick on and pro football player, analyst, and now an advocate for type 2 diabetes. Welcome to the show, Mike. I appreciate being on. How are you guys doing? We are doing awesome. We're getting ready. Living life. Yeah. We're getting ready for the game just like you are. Oh, man. Let me tell you what. I'm excited to actually stay and watch a game in person this year, something I haven't done in 25 years. So I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And, and I'm not going to ask you to predict the game. I'm not. Right. But... What do you think? What kind of game are we looking for here? Well, I mean, listen, you have such a high-powered offense in with the Rams. Cooper Cup, what he's done at receiver has been unbelievable. Their defense, 50 sacks coming in, you know, to the playoffs. And that's been kind of Achilles' heel for Cincinnati. They've given up. They gave up the most sacks this year to their quarterback in Joe Burrow. And he's the first quarterback to play in a Super Bowl after being sacked the most in the regular season. So he's been getting the, the heck knocked out of them. But they keep winning. That's the amazing thing is they find a way to win. So it's a tough team to count out. I think they're about a four-and-a-half-point underdog, which I understand. Yeah, that was the last time. So I, I get L.A. being favored. But, man, this Cincinnati team, they just don't go away. But too many field goals in the postseason, five touchdowns, 12 field goals. You gotta, you're going to have to get it into the end zone a little bit more to win this game. Okay, here's my question off that right there. Mm-hmm. How you can remember all those stats and still manage all your things with diabetes because there's a lot of other decisions there. And I mean that sincerely. Well, well, I mean, think of something, Amber, that you've done all your life that comes to you second nature. It's my it's diabetes for me. <laughs> okay. That you don't even have to really think about that you know. I mean, I've been I've been playing football since I was 10 and played until I was 32, and then have been covering it ever since. So it just comes second nature. And I, and I would say that everybody, everybody has something in their life that they they've done for so long. It just comes second nature to them. Well, you know, maybe you could expand on that a little bit and tell people about kind of your diabetes journey, not your, like your football, but your diabetes journey. So uh, I retired when I was 32 and I was about 300 pounds at that point, but like an NFL, 300 pounds, it wasn't, it wasn't awful weight, but it was still big. I had been working out again since I was 10 years old and running and lifting and and getting ready that I was sick of it. So, I mean, I didn't lift or run for a couple of years, but I ate the same. You know, you could eat you could eat a lot while you were playing because you burned a lot of it off. Well, I made that mistake and before I knew it, I got to about 320 and I, I knew that wasn't healthy. So I started to lose weight on my own. And, and during that time was when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. Now, my father was diagnosed when he was 42 as well. And I was when okay. so I was diagnosed at 42. So one of the first differences was my dad, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way about him or my mom, but that generation, they kind of hit it. Yeah. Right. My my dad kind of had his room where he went and tested. And my mom, you know, was obviously aware of all that. They didn't they didn't include us in that. We didn't know until later on. And and again, I do not blame him. That that was their way. And, and everybody deals with it their way. And I have no issue with it. I since I was doing media at that point and I had kind of a stage out there, I thought, you know what? I'm going I'm to talk about this. I have two boys. I have three kids. My oldest two are boys, and they were one was an old lineman, and the other was a tight end. They're both big. And I said, You guys, listen, your grandfather had this. I have this. This is something you have to be aware of while you're playing. And then certainly when you're done, they're both done playing now and have dropped, you know, a lot of weight accordingly. So I wanted to be more upfront and talk about it and, and to others about it. Okay. Cause our audience is not just people with diabetes, but people touched by it. Yeah. 
Were your friends surprised? What, I mean, what kind of reaction did you get from your, like, your friends, coworkers? They were a little surprised, yes. Be like, oh, you know, I, I didn't know that. And, you know, and I was like, okay. So, yeah, a little bit. But I, I also, like I said, I wanted to be kind of open about it. The other thing, I kind of do everything through a sports lens. So every week for my life of playing football, I got a game plan. And had to get ready for a game, right? You break down the other team. So now I said, okay, I need a game plan and a playbook for this, which is way more important than a game. So my doctor became my head coach. My wife, my kids, my friends became my teammates. So I leaned on them and used them, especially my wife, the rock of our house, to say, okay, and we didn't say you need to diet, you need to lifestyle change. You know, we know the diet, you lose some weight, you go off the diet, you gain it back. So it's got to be a lifestyle change. And, And that's what I did. So I went from 320, then I was into the 290s, then I was into the 260s. Now I'm 235, 240. I'm at my high school uh, senior weight. My numbers oh. are my numbers are good, are, are really good. So does this mean you're coming back with Brady to play again? Absolutely not. I'll give you two <laughs> plays. The first play, I'd get my ass kicked. The second play, they'd carry me off the field. So that's not I, – I, I'm closer to getting a new knee and a new shoulder than I am to being back on the field. Okay, I have a question with when you were newly diagnosed. Did you take the bull by the horns immediately, or was it like sticker shock, like, holy crap, now I have type 2 diabetes? Yeah. What do I need to do? There was a bit of sticker shock, you know, in talking to my doctor. First, it's like, okay, doc, again, game plan. Lay this thing out. What needs to happen? Well, you got to lose weight. You got to exercise. You have to uh, – Every, every part of your day, you have to account for what you're eating, when you're eating, how you're moving. So like my mother is 91 now, and, and she was just basically recently diagnosed, okay, with, with type 2. But so there's the difference. My ma can't work out like I can work out. So hers is a lot more dependent on what she eats. So for me, my doctor, my numbers have been really good. And my diet is not as good as my working out. But my doctor said, listen, you work out a lot. He said, that's helping you a ton. So that's really what's keeping your numbers down. But I know the harder thing for me of the two was the food part of it. My wife really came into play on that. But hey, I'm not going to lie. When I was out, did I sneak some things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm human. I did it. And and I'm also not one. We all do it. Yeah. I'm also not one of those that says you got to cut it off completely. I'm probably now 85 to the good, 15 to the bad, 90 to the good, 10 to the bad in that area. So I have it at times, but now it's to make sure, am I doing it at the right time of the day when you check your numbers, if I have to check my numbers? So all that, there was that balancing act of kind of finding the right way for me. And it definitely takes a while. And certainly what I found out of the 34 million or so that are dealing with this is everybody has their their own journey on it. Everybody has has to find their program that works for them. If you, you know, Now, if you look back, okay, you know, because there's a lot of things we have to do every day, okay? Yes. Was there one thing or a series of things that you just said, I'll never do this, I can't do this? One of the biggest things for me, in all honesty, was eating vegetables. It sounds ridiculous, but it was. I, I, I hated them. I never ate them, right? Again, so as soon as I knew I was too heavy, I started working out again. When I was diagnosed, I knew I had to keep working out. I work out three, four times a week, and I'm moving every single day. So that's not an issue. So it's always been the food. And what my wife showed me is you don't have to just think of it that way. Food you don't like 
can be prepared in ways that you do like them while they're still healthy. So that's one of the things that I have learned is from the nutrition side of it, there are plenty of things out there that I would would have initially said, oh, I don't like that, to where now how it's prepared, I like it and it's good for me. So that was probably the biggest, the biggest change for me. Do you carry your meter with you in like no. a workout bag or... I don't, I, I've never been to the point where I, where I've had to. Now my A1C has been really bad at times up in the nines, okay. but now, you know, I'm in the sixes and been, been really consistent with that. So no, I, I'll check it occasionally and I'll kind of know when I feel I need to, but I, I have my program down pretty good. Now, uh, certainly there are things that can obviously, you know, jumble that as we all know, right. but, but I have my program down pretty good where I kind of know how I'm feeling. And I, yeah, I have a question about your diagnosis again, because I, I know a lot of very healthy people who have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes because it's a part of their family history. Right. So do you feel like, and I don't know that you can answer this, but is it, was it a combination of, like you said, you gained a bunch of weight, you were not healthy and the family history? I, you know what? I, I could only guess it was Amber. I, I really could. I mean, certainly them saying your father had this, so there, there's a good shot that you will, or there's a possibility you will. But I, I was eating unhealthy at that point. There was a stretch of time. Now, again, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the time length of how much you're eating bad is going to cause that, the correlation. So to my guess, and that's all it would be, is I think it was a combination of the two. Since you are, you know, since you played the game, there are like, I think it is, I think it's Mark Andrews, a tight end for the Raven. Yes. Yeah. He's a type one. Right. Can you tell somebody what is gay color? It's another one I can think of. Can you imagine playing the game with it? Well, I, I think if you now understand, I mean, they're monitoring all the time. You when you here's the other thing. One of the biggest differences of when I played in the NFL to when I left the NFL, a lot more people cared about you and your health when you played in the NFL. We were like thoroughbred horses that they would do everything to make sure we were healthy to be on the field. Checkups all the time, weightlifting, right nutrition, blah, 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 everything. So you're back on the field. So I'm sure Mark and Jay had the surrounding group of team of personnel around them making sure he was doing everything the right way. And then once you leave the game, all of a sudden we live, I, I, I say this, we live an itinerary life. When you play sports, you're told when to be somewhere, what to wear, what you're going to be doing. That's the life I led. Now it's over. I get up in the morning. I'm like, the hell am I supposed to do now? You know, no <laughs> one's telling me. So my wife said, oh, I'll fill the role. I'll tell you what to do every day. But, but so you don't have that anymore. So while they were playing with it, I'm sure the monitoring of it was unbelievable by the teams because they obviously, A, want the person to be healthy, and B, want them healthy enough to be playing. Well, you have also hooked up with some other ex-athletes. You know, what you just mentioned, and from what I've heard, I've never played the game. You know, I've done triathlons and stuff like that. But once you leave, you're kind of on your own, and you're right. You're tired of working out. I mean, <laughs> and it seems to be a you know, common problem with uh, a lot of ex-athletes. Yeah. Well, two things, two things I've learned is the first, I jumped into modern technology, you know, 59 years old, and, and I did. And, and that's quite honestly where I where I got with One Touch Solutions. They they provided me kind of that like a one-stop digital shop, if you will. You know, they, they can kind of make it easier by saying, okay, here's one stop for you, whether it includes Noom or Fitbit or Cecilia Health or WellDoc, whatever it does. But now I have when I have my numbers and my info with them, I can I can be getting nutrition advice, fitness advice. Am I 
getting enough water? Am I working out enough? Am I eating the right things? I can get all those answers. I can chat with a live diabetes expert. If I have questions, I can get info or, you know, in the AI world of info in info, you know, back to me on what I'm doing. So that helped me a lot. You know, things I was doing on my own now is kind of all called into the one touch solutions where it's customized to me. And then that was the big thing from there is realizing everybody who deals with this needs it customized to themselves, starting with their doctor and the route they're going to go. So yeah, I talked to John Cruck, who played baseball for in the major leagues for a number of years. Kyle Love, who played in the NFL for a number of years. Kyle actually dealt with it while he was playing. Crucker and I dealt with it after we were done playing. But to hear their stories, it's different than mine, which, which it's going to be. All 34 million are going to be different stories. But it was interesting. And that's why, that's again, one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved with this and the TalkingTypeU.com, you know, where, where people can go on this website and hear those interviews and hear the information is to see it's different with everybody. And whether we were a professional athlete or not, we're all dealing with the exact same thing, but it's just how we deal with it, where, where our treatment path takes us. Now, do you find that when you're like out there and you're doing this, okay, Amber and I both have type one, you have type two, you know, we're, but those people who like we talked about, kind of people who are touched by, do you find there be a lot of misconceptions where you have to sit there and kind of correct them? Oh, well, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm an expert and everybody lives their life differently. But what, what I got a lot is with people, you know, who are, are trying to combat their weight, people who are dealing with the type 2 diabetes and talking to them. When I mentioned, you know, I, I work out, the, the inevitably the question, and we, I remember, I'll never forget, we were, in a, we were in a gymnasium and I was talking to a group of people and, and they were my age, a little younger, a little older, you know, and some a little heavier, some not. And a lady raised her hand. She said, I can't work out like you work out. I said, can you walk now? And she said, yeah. I said, everybody get up. I said, let's just walk around the gym. Just walk around the gym. I said, walk down your driveway, walk down your street, walk around the block. I said, you're moving. I said, that's where it starts. If you can walk around, you know, halfway around the block, next time you go a little farther, next time you go a little farther, that's moving. So that's what I mean. Because a lot of times when I say work out, people get that in their head, going to the gym and weight lift and run on the treadmill and all that. So I wanted to really deflate that and say, no, no, no. It's just like, again, my mother dealing with this at 91. She does stuff sitting in a chair, moving her arms oh, yeah. and moving her legs. I mean, you're moving. That's part of this whole game. Yeah. Well, and I, I love the fact that you're encouraging other people because what working out looks like to one person is different right. to the next. But one of the other things I really like that you're advocate for is testing your blood sugar. Because if you do not know your numbers, you will not be able to change things. So how many times a day do you test? I'm usually, I'm usually in the area of, of two to three, sometimes more, depending on how I feel. But doing it at the times to where, okay, here's where I am now. Then I work out or then I eat. What am I then? What am I after that? What am I then? What was the fluctuation? And again, that's where everybody obviously is going to be different. But I find the certain times that I, that I test when I'm on my routine gives me those numbers or the information. And then again, which I put into the One Touch Solutions for my program, and I, A, get kicked back a lot of feedback. Hey, this is good. You're on track. Or, hey, why don't you, you know, more of this or less of that? You get as well. But it gives me a good gauge of where I am. It's never 
rarely perfect, as we know. But, you know, are you a little up? Are you a little down? Where are you? And that that's the best thing you can do if you have a routine. And to me, if you test at certain times of that routine, before you eat, after you eat, before you work out, after you work, however you want to do it, right when you get up in the morning, you know, whatever, again, is going to work for you to give you the numbers and the information that you need. Now, do, do you have, because I know I do, but do you have an A1C goal every year? Well, I want to stay under seven. I mean, that that's, you know, like I said, I, I was in the high nines and, and certainly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on medication and I'd love to get off it someday. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I just want to keep, I want to keep that. And, and every now and then I go over to the sevens and I tell the doctor my fault. I know what I did. You know, I, I, you know, went off the deep end a little bit here. It's kind of like going to confessional, yeah, right? It's exactly right. It's exactly right. And then you kind of reel it back in and the next time it's where you want it to be. So yeah, that's pretty much, if I could get it lower than that, great. But I'm not sure if I'd have to lose a lot more weight to do that or, or what would have to happen. But, well, but you found, you found like a half. I have found, I like the weight I'm at 235, 240, right in that area. Numbers in the mid sixes, the high sixes. And, and, and I feel good there. You know, like I said, I can do full workouts. At some point, I'm going to need a new left knee and a new shoulder because of football. And then I just have to rehab that and, and just keep going. But right now, I have found a good balance. Well, and I want to say for the people listening that do not have diabetes or people touched by a diabetes, A1C of seven means that you have type two diabetes. Is that correct? I'm not a medical professional. So that's the classification. So the goal is always to be below seven. Seven or above is bad. Seven or below is good. Pretty simple. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of like like touchdown, you know, seven yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're on a tight schedule and I want to, if you had a, okay, so you've got, you've got a great platform. You're doing a great job. You know, I see you all over the place and I'm like the cauliflower thing is like really interesting, that recipe. Yes. <laughs> and, but if you had to, give one message, not just to somebody who has it, but to loved ones it touches, what would you tell them? What's the most important thing? I would say make it a team effort. To have somebody have this diagnosis, have to then do all the research alone, talk to your doctor alone, and try and make all the changes alone, it's difficult. Listen, I can't sit here and, and say everybody has somebody. You know, I hope they do. But that would be the biggest thing to me is because that's the other thing I taught when I would talk with a group of people with type 2 diabetes is, man, don't, don't sit there and be ashamed right. and not say anything to anybody. Try and hide it. And if you hide it and try to do this thing on your own, it is going to be so damn hard to do. So find the trusted people in your life and let them know and say, you know what, I could use your help. I, I spent a life of falling, getting knocked on the ground, my teammate helping me up or me helping my teammate up and me having to trust my teammate next to me and him having to trust me. So I still do that. I, I find people I trust and I love and say, this is where I am, you know, help keep me on the path that I need to be on. So that's the, because we, we all, everybody gets the the advice, keep moving, you know, <laughs> eat right. You know, we, we, we know that. And then again, you find your balance, but have a support group, man. Have a team that is working with you on your game plan. I think that that to me is one of the most important things. And one of the great things about that message, I want to just say something to that, is that if you don't have a family team or a spouse or someone, you have the diabetes online community. You right. have people like the Diabetes Way and other groups. And that's how I found my support team. Not that my family didn't support me, but it was I never talked about it. So I found my people. And it's made a world of difference in my own diabetes management. That, I mean, again, that's you willing to go out, right? right? To willing to seek help. I think that's the the beautiful thing. 
And I mean, that that's, again, what I'm trying to do with TalkingTypeU.com is, is yeah. information there. You can see it, what others are dealing with and how it can all help you in some ways by hearing other people's stories, man. Make it a community thing as much as you can, whether it's with one person or a village, you know, who could help you with this because there you know, we go. We, that's the best way to conclude the thing. It's a perfect commercial for the diabetes way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we appreciate it. Looking forward to the game on Sunday. Have a great time and thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Enjoyed it. Take care. Thank you.